Super Talk Mississippi media production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. Come on. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. If only we had cameras in here. <laughs> Go ahead, Caleb. <laughs> Oh, goodness. It is another edition of Crusader Talk. I'm Caleb Hamill, along with Josh West, and as always, Will Tony operating the board for us on this crisp fall evening. Doesn't it feel great? It feels great. Just in the nick of time for indoor sports. Yes. As we wrap up soccer, too, which is on the outside, that's going to be great feeling come the uh, tournament games of this week and then the future regional games of opening round. Oh, good time to be out there. Glad, glad to have you with us here, either on the radio side of Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 or on demand in podcast form as we talk all things William Carey Athletics. To start off the show, we are recapping some basketball action as the 2023-24 season tipped off over the weekend. Both the men's team and women's teams got underway, both picking up victories, we might add. And joining us on the phone to start off the show is assistant women's basketball coach at William Carey, Coach Jessica Garriga. Coach, how are you tonight? Uh, doing well. It's a busy time right now, but uh, excited to be here to talk basketball with you guys. Hey, you never can consume enough of it. You coached yeah. through a game on Saturday. I heard you were uh, at a different game tonight watching players perform and you know, analyze, or analyzing them for their potential use at William Carey. And you know, to start it off, you know, kind of with that you know, mentioned there, Crusaders signed a player today, and it's a good one, a local product. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We had practice this morning, and then right after practice, hopped over to PCS, and uh, we uh, inked Addie Sears. She's a versatile one-two guard who can score the ball really well. She's actually uh, a very good fit for our program and, and the style of ball that we play. Also, um, with some of our experience leaving in the next couple of years, we got a young group of kids right now that we're working with, and so she's going to add to and complement that really well. So she is a big pickup for us and she's also another PCS kid I mean we had Gabby Gallup who just had ACL surgery this past week but Mia Doyle and then picking up Addie this next um this upcoming year we should definitely have some local people in the gym watching some games for sure (laughs) and we definitely hope everybody comes out there starting to be a little bit of a PCS pipeline I'll have to thank uh, coach Drew Smith for the development of those girls along the way he He's the one that helps me out with uh, color commentary at PCS football uh, every single season. Josh, you got to see the girls up close and personal on Saturday. Uh, What did you see and you could talk to Coach Garrigo about? Yeah, well, Coach, I mean, we had a chance to visit before the ball game. I know there were a lot of questions that y'all wanted to have answered, and I posed that to Coach English in the postgame. What were some of the boxes that you felt like you checked in game one against a team that was going to press you the entire game, was going to run the entire game, was going to certainly be a really tough test to start this season. Uh, Looking back and breaking down that film, how do you think it all shook out? You know, we talk about that a lot. It says we have a lot. It's like putting a puzzle together right now. We have a lot of pieces. It's a different look than what we've had in the past with, uh, you know, McKinley Seal, who's been starting point guard for four or five years reign and, and and just under her everything was so regulated and um very uh just it was similar 
where now we have just different looks. We have some pieces that are returning, key pieces. Lauren Raleigh, our, our leading scorer, and Colton um, come in 10 points, six rebounds a game. And then KK, who's our point guard coming in behind McKinley, she didn't get a ton of experience, um, game experience, but she sure did uh, practice against her every day, and she's learned so much and come such a long way. So we have that, those returning pieces. And then we got this whole spill of newcomers. You know, we got Rose Warren, the Southern Miss transfer. Um, uh, yeah, the Southern Miss transfer. And then the five freshmen that come in to, to complement our other returners. It's just been really nice to to work with that. And a lot of Saturday what Coach English is doing is just trying to put people out there, see different combinations of stuff. Um, we, we actually pressed a ton. Um, last year we didn't really press a whole lot. We almost pressed most of the games, saw different different looks there on the defensive side of things. Um, we have a little bit more of an, uh, a few kids with a up-style tempo and, and Maddie, Ladner, Maddie Ladner, and she's a returning freshman of the year. Man, when her and Rose are in the game together and Leah Sutton, they just turn and burn. Um, so that's a little bit of a different nature because we would catch ourselves a lot of times like trying to slow up and run sets, run sets, run sets. Um, we're very – um, disciplined offensive team like that in the past to where now I think we have a little bit more flexibility with some of these other kids and some of the newcomers to complement to not always have to just slow them up. In some instances, we're actually noticed that we can be better in an up-tempo scenario. So um, that's different. You know, we got our post play is definitely um, going to gonna. gonna make a big difference this year usually we you know we were pretty guard heavy where now I think we have more of a post presence and hopefully that inside outside game is going to be key for us this year so lots of good things um lots of things that he's mixing up and still trying out putting like I said putting the puzzle together but definitely good problems to have she's assistant coach Jessica Garriga of William Carey women's basketball it was an 84 84- 55 win for Kerry over Texas A&M, Texarkana. And you mentioned a few of the players, Rally Warren. We didn't even mention Chenille Corpus. But those three combined for 50 points on 21 of 34 shooting. I mean, those are serious numbers on opening afternoon. No doubt. Like I said, Warren's been our consistent. And she's kind of like that. She's a nature. She's just the calm and the storm, whether it be a, a very high-intense game or something that's just pretty routine. She, you know, she's pretty solid for us. Rose come in and complimented a lot of uh, what we were able to do and had a lot of transition buckets and some defensive plays. And then, man, the freshman, Chenille, I've loved her since day one. I had to work hard to get that kid to choose William Carey. And um, she's probably one of my best best recruits that I've had yet. But she never stops working. The more physical you want to get in there, the better. She's always looking to pin, seal. I mean, it just it speaks volumes to her. We joke about this now, but uh, one day in practice, like we're just working out um, in in the play of the game, she busts Jenna's nose. Jenna goes out bleeding. Three or four possessions later, she busts Kylie's nose. She goes out bleeding. Um, the next day, like Daydre is banging with her, like she almost gave her a concussion. And not one single time was it a flagrant elbow. Was it anything outside of just the physicality of playing the game? And none of it's intentional. It's just she is just gritty and she's a force. I went in to check on Kylie, and Kylie was like, man, she is just 
a huge muscle. Like, she's just so strong and never stops. She just works. And, like, man, that's just awesome to have that on your team, especially as a freshman. Coach Garrig, uh, upcoming on the schedule for William Carey, y'all have to travel down to Babson Park, Florida. And for you, you live a little bit ways away from Carey, but it helps you in recruiting people like uh, Corpus down there on the coastal area. But for you, it's an early morning as y'all head down there tomorrow. What do you look forward to for the Crusaders in the Sun SSAC Challenge? Yeah, so we'll leave. Uh, we're going to leave the gym about 5. We have a flight. It's actually cheaper to fly than to um, take the charter buses that's how much inflation is it's crazy right now but we'll get over there we actually um, have most of this day off because we have our first practice tomorrow over there I think they have us at college Um, so just gearing up looking forward to playing uh, Ave Marie and then St. Thomas and just get in some of the Sun Conference um, competition over there hopefully we can get some good wins Um, that'll definitely look forward to as I think last year when we went we lost one game to Kaiser by one at the buzzer and then um the then we won that second game but that kind of, that one game that we lost last year kind of hurt us a little bit cuz i think we you know we were one or two wins away from just making it to the national tournament so it's a uh, it's it's business over there when we go so we hope to have a different turnout it'd be nice to go there and get two wins well, we hope that uh, maybe the, the difference in price of flying and taking a charter bus will lead Carrie to be able to go to Hawaii again. And uh, Josh and I are available if you all ever need a, a broadcaster to carry the games again. Oh, yeah, and that was a great trip. And actually, we went over there and got two wins. But it was it was so nice to afterwards um, take care of business and then to enjoy a couple of days just hanging out with the team on the beach. Coach, got about 30 seconds left. And, and the final thought was there was a moment late third quarter where carries up 38 points and just running away with it before made some substitutions and kind of made some changes and tried out some different things but you know all in all when you grade out that game did it exceed expectations when you look back on game one I believe so and one of the most important things is that even though he's thrown different mixes of people out there and even one time they had Maddie and four freshmen um, out there that we never really dropped off and that's something, the depth that we have this year is really exciting to work with. And so uh, we've been very pleased with that. It's just now a matter of like getting us all on the same page and working out kinks. But we're very excited about this group. Coach Garriga, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy evening to join us and get some good sleep before the early morning wake-up call tomorrow. Sure will. Thank you, guys. All right. That is Coach Jessica Garriga, assistant women's basketball coach at William Carey. On the other side of the timeout, we got to talk a little bit more about the other gender of basketball. Men's basketball started off their season on the road at Southern University in New Orleans. I'll have a bit of a recap of that, and Josh and I will continue the conversation as Crusader Talk continues. You're tuned in to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Our thanks to Coach Jessica Garriga joining us in the first segment of the program, recapping William Carey's win and also just the lead-up into the 2023-24 season as the 
Women's team gets the win at home, 84-55 to over Texas A&M Texarkana. We'll talk things uh, relating to men's basketball in a second, but first, Josh, we have some congratulations to issue to uh, a friend of the program that was on last week. We kind of teased a little bit that Ben Milam had some things on the horizon upcoming, and finally we get to drop the official word as he released it today that he will be the new women's basketball voice at Louisiana Monroe. So excited for him. That's a great opportunity. NCAA Division One school getting to be the lead broadcaster for them. Yep. Yeah, one of 133, one of 132. That's what, you know, you people, there there are over 300 Division One jobs, but I look at the Division One football jobs that also have that job as, as another select group. So to be in that conversation of one of 130, um, because they also had Division One football. So, um or FBS level football, or whatever you want to call it. So that that's that's huge, much deserved. Um, and the thing about it is, and you know, I know he's listening, and I know he listens all the time. And uh, he's just so he, he's still so raw. Like he's still got so much ceiling. Like that, I say that with the highest compliment. Like he still is only a few years into this thing. Like he is going to be so good. His ceiling is so high. I can't wait to see what he does. It'll be a lot of fun. And I know there's probably going to be more opportunities than just women's basketball as he's over there because I know ESPN Plus is still growing in the Sun Belt Conference, and mm-hmm. so there's still opportunities there as well. And lucky for us, we're going to get to see him come back and visit us in Hattiesburg a couple times a year, or you know, maybe once or twice a year, as a ULM will play in Hattiesburg. At least I believe they will in women's basketball this and, year. And you appreciate what I'm saying with that comment. Like oh, he is yeah. going to get, he's going to get so much better over the next year or two at that level just because of the preparation, yes. just because of the the, um, the travel, um, the length of travel, the access to film sessions, shoot-arounds, practices on the road, all the things that go into that, the networking, the everything that goes into that level – uh, man, he's he's just it's going to be really really fun for him. You know, you come from that same stock of getting to call Division One women's basketball. What was it like for you, and what does Ben have to look forward to for his first game in that stage? Well, I, you know, it's it's the arenas, right? You get to call. I remember when I first took that job, they said, "Look, you're going to get to go to some great venues. Um, you're going to fly. You're not going to fly charter, but you're going to fly commercial. You're going to stay in nice hotels. You're not going to be staying in five diamond hotels, but you're going to be staying in Hiltons and Marriott." that have um, convention banquet type facilities because they have to have team meeting rooms. So you're going to have your fitness centers and you're going to have you know be able to get a workout. You're going to you're going to walk in. Food's going to be prepared for you. That you're going to have your meals or your pregame meals that are going to be full buffets. You know you're going to you're going to have postgame meals sitting in your seat when you get on the bus. You know, I mean just all the little things that they cater to you at that Division One level. You'll pull up to a restaurant. You'll have already ordered. Your food will already be ready for you when you get into a restaurant. No minute is wasted on the road. Those sport, not sports information, but um, the operations people within those athletic departments do such a great job to cater to every single whim for those players. And I was before the NIL age, name, image, likeness age. It's probably even better in terms of the way that they cater to the teams and the players. Oh, yeah. So he's going to, again, and he's going to be calling in some big-time arenas, in particular in their non-conference, right? So yeah, gonna he make, starts off the year at Bud Walton Arena at Arkansas. At Arkansas. Right. So they're going to play a few more money games early. So um, he's going to get to go to some tremendous venues. They always have a great travel. This year they're going to play out in Berkeley, California. 
Yes. So he's going to get a trip out to Cali in December. Um, the Hawaii's and the Caribbean and all those different places, all these different resort-type venues over the holidays are part of the recruiting process at that level. So he's going to have a lot of fun. And to add to it, you know, we talked earlier about a, a PCS pipeline going to William Carey. They also have a pipeline with who the ULM coach is right now, Missy Bilderback. A direct line to Jones College. Yep, that too. So, and look, and so you think about that, and then think about how good life is at William Carey for the William Carey student athletes, they fly out tomorrow to Florida for a multiple day trip to Florida. So they're getting a very similar experience to the highest level because William Carey has elevated their program here to the highest level of NAIA. This is a top 10 national championship contending program across the scope at William Carey to bring it full circle. So what an opportunity. Um, you traveled with men's basketball. You're going to be covering the home slate. Uh, I'll get it. I'm going to get the uh, chance with my nine to five job, so to speak, to be able to catch them some on the road and compliment what you do at home. So it, it, this is going to be a fun, fun year. And I expect big things out of basketball. Absolutely. And so we look back now at what William Carey was able to do on the road for the first game of the season down there in New Orleans. And my thanks to you, by the way, for us being able to do this split job of covering the women's team at home and the men's team on the road on the same day, because that rarely happens unless they're doing these challenges like they do this week, in which case we have to cover some things back home because of soccer and others. But uh, with that, William Carey gets the win over the Southern University Knights, 85-76. to 76, And some new players really shine for William Carey, one of which was uh, Dylan Brumfield, number 13 for the Crusaders, played 29 minutes, went 9 of 14 from the floor for 24 points. Also made his free throws 5 of 6 from the line as well. Uh, he's a transfer out of Pearl River Community College and then also playing off the bench but still playing about 25 minutes. Ashton Campbell, a guy that uh, our friends from Jones will recognize, had t- 16 points. And I talked to Coach Knight post game about uh, Campbell and what he was able to put forth there on the court off the bench and coach said he is never playing to this level at practice and all of a sudden it's game day and he turned it up a notch and there are players like that there are some players that play better off the bench rather than starting there are some players that cannot get into that game day mentality until that first tip-off, and Campbell turned into that for him. We're talking about practice, man. We're we're (laughs) talking about practice. We're not talking about games. We're talking about practice. (laughs) No, that doesn't work in a a Coach Knight program. No, it does not. There were more than a few question marks, to quote Allen Iverson from many years ago. I'm giving away my age. But, no, you do have some players, so that you got to push. What he's going to realize, though, is that – you do practice like you play. Uh, the, one of the best practice players of all time was MJ, was Michael Jordan, Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant, those elite players. The more that he can buy into the practice, he will take that game performance to another level from a consistency standpoint. Uh, because when it leaves you in the game, because it hasn't been there in practice consistently, you, you can only look back at, well, if I would have put in more time. If he'll begin to put in more time, then he'll see his uh, in-game performance be more consistent. He'll see. He'll still have those flashes, but they'll be more surprising. And Coach Knight, if you're listening out there, Coach Knight's going to go with the guys that are going to show it every day in practice. Those are the guys. Will's not in his head. Those are the guys you can trust. Young players listening out there, you got to bring it every day to be able to earn that trust when the lights are on. 
And so William Carey in that game as well. Josh uh, had, you know, I mentioned Campbell. He was the team's leading three-point shooter. So that's the kind of pop you'd like to see from a guy off the bench. Went uh, three of six from beyond the arc there. Uh, other storylines from that game, Emil Cazaneza went down early with an injury. Uh, was clutching either his foot or his knee, kind of got rolled up there. Uh, may have stepped on another player, and that caused him to roll funny. Uh, but we'll see in the games to come whether or not he makes the trip to the uh, Montgomery site for the Sun SSAC Challenge. And then they'll be back home Monday of next week to face Southern Miss. We'll have that game for you in place of Crusader Talk at 7 o'clock right there to start the top of the hour with tip-off. Uh, so look ahead to that one if you're out there listening right now. Uh, otherwise, the story in the game was William Carey led at the half but really was able to play tenaciously on defense throughout the contest were absolutely disruptive of passing lanes played you know half court pressure something that they really weren't big on in seasons past with the height that they have this year a lot of guys kind of hovering around that six foot six three six four mark uh, which can be smaller sometimes in collegiate basketball they're fast though and they will pick you apart bit by bit and then they have waiting in the wings a guy they call Noodle and Karrion Goss. Uh, it was a transfer for a Gross, I should say, from Mississippi College. Uh, expecting him to be eligible soon, just some paperwork to work out there. So he'll be absent for the Sun SSAC Challenge this week, but they believe he'll be available for Monday. And he is a six foot eight force and likely to make a big difference in this program as well. Josh, I look forward to you being able to see them in person. They are. A very fun team to watch. Yeah, I'll be there Monday night. Uh, Will, if you need a if you need a ticket, I got you, man. If you want to, if you want to sneak that, out, that's to, this coming Monday. It's coming Monday, man. We get a Monday get Mitchell, night off. Get Mitchell to record his show ahead of time. That, or you can arrive by about I halfway will, through the first half. I will arrive a little bit late, and, and I, you'll be there. I'll come sit courtside with you. That's yeah. what I'll do. Get that's you an I'll Uber, do. and then uh, Josh will drop you back off, or I can drop you off at the station. Just stick around. Yeah, there you go. Sounds good. Yeah, this park we'll is probably going to be a little hard for you that. Uh, Parking's going to be tough. Uh, yeah. There's not a whole lot of parking around Clinton Gymnasium. Well, it's at Reed Green Coliseum. Oh, this is at Reed Green. It yes. is at Reed Green. Between Southern Miss and William Carey. Yeah, get, get me in. I'll come down. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'll, I'm in. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, if you I'll saw the parking for that uh, benefit game, the charity game between Mississippi State and Southern Miss, yeah. it was packed as I was traveling through there after lunch Sunday. Yeah. William Carey and so the miss coming up next monday but still have the ssac sun challenge between now and then on the other side of the break we'll break down some of what's happening with soccer coming up this week as more crusader talk comes your way next Talking everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. It's that time of year where we have everything going on at once, it seems. We have soccer playing on Thursday. Then when the opening round comes around, we're going to have things going on at Danny Owens Field as well as Clinton Gymnasium at the same time. Volleyball is still active. About to wrap up their regular season on the road against Loyola this weekend and then have the conference tournament over in Montgomery at the Crampton Bowl Multiplex. I'm Caleb Hamill with Josh West and Will Tony as we continue our conversations here on Crusader Talk. Let's jump into soccer, guys, as we 
know that's Will's favorite sport for us to talk about every single Monday. It is a new respect for me. There we go. We're making Baby progress. progress. We are making progress. My, fir- my, my first love, admittedly, was basketball. And fair to say. I mean, look at the history with William Carey and you know, all that Steve Knight has done. This is his 42nd yeah. year, by the way. Yeah. 42 years doing anything is He's, hard for me to imagine. All right, so, so put this into perspective. He graduated high school with my dad. Okay, they were in the same graduating class of Hattiesburg High. He's been coaching at William Carey since before I was born. That's incredible. Let's put that in perspective. I've been breathing for 42 years. That's I, all I've been doing for 42 years, <laughs> consistently. Yeah, so so I turned 40 in June. He's been coaching at William Carey longer than I've been alive, and the man graduated high school with my dad. Incredible. So the longevity of his legendary career continues, and it starts off 1-0, and he was so happy to say that. It feels really good to start <laughs> off – a year yeah. with a win. It feels much better than having to start from behind 0-1. But uh, Crusaders will definitely take that. All right. Soccer headed for you, uh, headed your way this week as the Crusaders have two games in set, in store for you on Thursday as the women will have the first match at 1.30. This is conference tournament action, by the way. The first round of the SSAC tournament is hosted on campus sites for the top four seeds. And William Carey on both sides, men and women, get to host, and they'll host the same day, Thursday. Women will host Middle Georgia State. And if you look back to the last time the Crusaders faced that women's Middle Georgia State team, it worked out pretty well for them, I should say, as the Crusaders were able to get that win 10-1 to in Cochran, Georgia. So look forward to that match at 1.30 Thursday, and then to follow it around 4 o'clock, William Carey as the three seed in the tournament. William Carey women's, by the way, was one. The men's team is the three seed, and they will face the six seed in UT Southern. And that was a three-to-one match earlier this year that may have been a little bit closer than what that score indicates. Is The Crusaders got a a later goal to make it a two-goal lead when full-time had expired. But this is set to be a pretty decent matchup in the tournament. It could be. And then also I could see it be that Kerry comes out with, again, this newfound energy, this newfound chip on their shoulder. Keevan McConnell, they have moved him into a little bit more of a forward position. Uh, Keevan with the hat trick in the final game of the regular season against Tougaloo. And it wasn't just that he scored. It was how that he scored. Uh, there were multiple of his goals uh, that were Sports Center top ten that were just tremendous. Um, he was absolutely firing away, and had it not been brilliant play in goal, he would have finished with five. He would have finished with, with at least five. There were multiple incredible full extension diving saves that kept it from Kevin McConnell having a, a handful of goals in the uh, finale to end the season. And so, um, you know, Rion Dawes was back in that game. Guys like Jordy Djukovic and uh, Alexander Mihoff did not have to start that game. They were able to rest their legs a little bit, so you were able to play some younger guys in that match. And so you've got guys like Billy Boag. You've also got guys like Jack Greenwood that begin their training coming off um, injuries that weren't season-ending but were season-shortening. And so they are going to begin training and have begun training in full. And you, you don't want to rush them back, right? They want to play. 
in the conference tournament. But I had to remind Jack, I said, Jack, just remember, big picture, you guys have a chance to do something really special. And, you know, that national tournament would give them a, a couple of more weeks. So, you know, Coach Farrell's excited. Guys are excited. The guys know if they get healthy um, that, that they have a chance to do something really good. And uh, Coach Farrell talked about this as well. He, he drew a line on a board, and he said, guys, look, we're right here below this line. He said, but, but, but we're in danger of crossing that line. And if we cross that line, if we talk any more to officials, if we chirp any more, if we pick up a few more cautions, it's going to lead to reds. We're going to have suspensions. We're, we're, we're really teetering right now. And then, of course, we know how the season ended. Very disappointing with a couple of free kicks that cost them a couple of matches and cost them the league. But you can also say, hey, it could be the, in long – and we, look, we could look back on this, and in the long run, this would be the best thing that happened to the men's soccer team because they are getting healthy. Um, some of those guys that did miss, like a Rion Dawes, like Villarreal, those were guys that needed to get some rest. They had played a lot of minutes as well. And um, they kind of go in just a little bit under the radar, just a little bit. And because of where they're positioned as that three seed, then you ought to play Dalton until the championship. So you can go in in a match, even shorthanded, you had a chance to beat Mobile in that uh, season finale, going in fully loaded potentially, um, at least with the guys that were out due to the Reds. I, I like Kerry's chances. I really do. And uh, you've seen this team, and I think you would echo those sentiments if they're healthy in terms of being able to be one of the favorites. Uh, most certainly. And a lot of people are going to be back at home just saying, what if, what if, if – the schedule were different when you played Dalton State and Mobile. If you didn't play them back to back, if you played those teams earlier when guys were healthy, or when you didn't have the cautions, you know whether or not Kerry just runs away with the conference title before this tournament play begins. But I think you're right in that where Kerry's position right now, they're a bit of a sleeper, and I know teams that like being that underdog. That mentality helps you in a postseason. But but another conference championship, not that they don't matter because they do. But it's been done before. This team still has a chance for the ultimate prize. And they've still got a chance for the tournament title. And they are a true contender for the national title because just like the ladies have a a handful to a half dozen of weapons offensively, where two or three or four can be off, but as long as one or two are clicking. So like like Clayton said, Clayton Rush, who is our color uh, analyst, and we've had him on the show many times, former player at William Carey, he says it all the time, for those that might be new to the program, as long as the ladies don't have five of the six off, I mean, if they've got two that are good, they're really good. I mean, they're still going to score plenty of goals. This men's team, if they get Boag back and they get Greenwood back for the national tournament, and those guys don't have a lot of minutes on those legs and they can manage their pain as long as everything's been recuperating well. And then Wynn is back. Um, we t- I told you how good Keevan McC- – Keevan is playing as good as he's played in his entire career. Um, and then of guys like Mehoff and so forth. Dawes is so physical, so tough. Villarreal's playing better. Sorez is back. And the list goes on. Elias Salmon in one of the best defenders in the country. They've got so many options in goal. They're, they're, they're not that far behind the ladies. And the rankings bear that out. This is a top-10 team that has limped into the postseason, and they're getting healthy. And this is where there's kind of a, a subheading on this conference tournament as to what it can do. Because right now, if you look at the ratings for men's soccer, William Carey dropped from 6 to 9 in the most recent edition of the poll. Don't know that it's going to fluctuate much 
coming into this week after Kerry only played Tougaloo. But when you look at that, you think, okay, there's some chances at some tough competition later in this tournament if Kerry's able to move forward into it. A chance possibly to get back in that top eight conversation. And if you do that, then you have a bye through the first round and get to play a team that has played a play-in game at your home venue as the top 16 teams get to host, but the top eight teams get to host a play-in game in addition to their second round game. And so you have an opportunity to scout your opponent the match before and then play them after possibly being weakened a couple days prior if you're one of those top eight seeds. That's exactly what the women's team is setting up to do as one of the top – they are number one currently in the NAIA. And so if all holds true, and as far as it looks right now, they look to finish in the top eight, they're going to have that same destiny come November 16th and November 18th. Yeah, I I think that depending on how this week – and the tournament wraps this weekend or stretches into a second week in the southern states – uh, give me a quick moment to. Uh, I want to say it, it extends into a second week. We're going to double check that. I don't want to misspeak here, but absolutely, um, this is a carry team that they they play so shorthanded against Mobile to end the regular season. Uh, I, I think that they are they are poised, primed to be able to to take down Mobile if they get they're fortunate enough to get to that semifinal matchup. So what does that look like in terms of the conference semis and finals? So the conference semis and finals, one will be on November the 8th. Wednesday will be the semifinals, and I'm not sure if it's the next day or maybe two days later, but it is the next week that they'll play the semifinals and finals. So, so if you get past Thursday and you get that win, and, the, and of course the winner of the ladies are just – grotesquely heavy favorites if the men get past that one and take care of business they have another week of training for boag and greenwood who are just physical dominant presence in the middle can post you up can force fouls can get pks um can play so big on corner kicks um play well in the air Uh, those are just weapons that and there's again height strength they're the muscle, the grit of the team. They get under your skin as an opponent. Uh, I just love them, and, and and they're close. They're really close to coming back. And I think one of the points you just made, Josh, about the recovery between that first game of the tournament to the semifinals are one of the big reasons why Kerry chose to play both the men and women's first round of the conference tournament play on Thursday rather than Saturday, which both days were an option. But it also gives you the opportunity that if you have rain or something come up, you can still get it in that weekend ahead of the semifinals and finals. But I think that one's huge, especially for this men's team, which has had so much bad luck along the way with injuries and guys getting hurt in the process of the season. So I'm looking forward to seeing how these guys come out and facing a tough opponent that played you a little bit close in the regular season, but with guys coming back healthier – We'll see how it all shakes out as William Carey's men's team will face UT Southern. Women will face Middle Georgia State. And guys, before we know it, we're going to be talking about opening round action for soccer. As well, again, we'll have an episode, our week off next week on Crusader Talk. And the next one we'll have, we'll be talking about who the opponents are for William Carey in the postseason. Still got more to come with Crusader Talk. We'll wrap things up. We'll assign our Crusader of the Week. Talk a little volleyball action as well. They were in session this weekend and 
whole lot more as Crusader Talk continues. Final segment up next. From the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. It's always fun. We go from the uh, Macarena music to open the show to this intense sports intro into the fourth segment. We have a lot of variety, not just of <laughs> sports on the program, but also music. We have a variety, and, it, and none of it is my doing. Okay, you, you th- lip sync it very well, though. Th- th- this was all in our operations manager, Michael Merkins. And so he's the one that came up with this mix of music. So next time you see him, pat him on the back. <laughs> he's going to love it. Will do. Man, I have to. You mentioned that I was lip syncing that. I, how many episodes have we done of this program now? I, it's. It's rolled so quickly it, through. It's a lot. Our first episode was back on March 6th. And yep. at least that's as far back as this little archive goes. It may have been even further back than that. Well, I mean, what it was is it turned, it, it went from the Steve Knight Coaches Show right. to this. It, it, it is what it did. The evolution. So when it, when it came time for basketball again, when basketball was getting big, instead of doing the Steve Knight Coaches Show, we did Crusader Talk. Yeah. And I tell you what, I, I appreciate it a lot more because, you know, this is not a slight to you, Josh, but I, I feel like our voices complement another a lot better than his booming bass voice versus mine on the program back when it was the Coach Steve Knight show. Well, and and that's why Milam was doing it because Milam had the big booming Milam voice did as have well. a more complimentary voice with Coach Knights. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, what, what, <clears throat> how, how, how low can you bring it down? Can you bring it way? way down well uh, it but again you know i have to work at it a lot people say oh you've got a radio voice i'm like many many years of practice (laughs) there's there's nothing world where that's all you do (laughs) there is nothing i could do to reach that tenor of voice that or that base of voice how how do you even describe that that it's almost a contract i tell people you have to use and this for young broadcasters you've got to learn to use your voice as a as a tool and so you have to be able to bring it down all the way to the diaphragm and so you think at first that it is not your voice but it is actually your voice the best that it can be and so you bring it down to a tone that resonates that people want to hear that it, it sounds like they're expecting it to sound and what that does is that buys you time to get good at what you're saying because it sounds the way it's supposed to. In addition to addressing the mic the correct way and having Indeed. a high-quality mic that fits your voice. That I have helps. all of that. Yeah, you've, you've spoiled me. <laughs> it always helps. To, Josh's mic sometimes runs you know, a little more friendly to that deep, resonant tone. Believe it or not, they're set exactly the same way on the board. I know, and they look identical, too, but I could talk into that one, and it sounds probably a little bit basier yeah that that said of course coach knight would always be at that mic whenever we would do the show but caleb i've heard (laughs) but i've heard you a couple of times doing sideline 
And literally, it's as if you were doing that your entire life. Sideline for football. When I heard you right. for the first time at the state championships, I was like, oh, my gosh. That was my first gig with football, was yeah. doing sideline it, Madison Central like with you've, JT Williamson. Yep, like you've done it your entire life. I look forward to doing that, too. look forward to having you up there as well for some of those state championship football games we've got coming up in uh, late December. That's actually one of the reasons that Ben Milam is actually going to be back in Hattiesburg covering a game for us. He's He'll cover back. the Dalton State game on December 2nd. Look forward to having him up there as the Crusaders have a conference opponent in men's basketball. Other things that we have to report to you before we run out of time here tonight, William Carey Volleyball had two matches over the weekend, facing top conference opponent in Blue Mountain Christian, but getting a win over UT Southern. Well shown. The golf clap. Well done by Hold on, Will's got it. Will's got it. Will's got this. Hold on a second. Will's going to cue up the hand clap sound effect for volleyball. Who, by the way, starting to figure it out, the sixth seed that nobody wants to play in the volleyball tournament. There's that friendly golf club. Yes. Also, nice. congratulations to Elena Anderson. Back-to-back week, she's been named the conference attacker of the week. You called it the first time, and then she just blows your mind and does it twice in a row. Uh, she is playing lights out uh, on an attacking side. Pretty good uh, at the net as well from a blocking standpoint as well. Just all kinds of different areas of the court that she's getting involved in had a terrific match against Dillard. Haven't even brought that one up. It was a mirror image of a fight to the finish that the Mobile match was, except we had to go beyond the first to 15 in the fifth and final set. It was uh, awesome to be a part of. I actually jumped out of my chair whenever they scored the winning point, Uh, just because it was that high energy in that arena. It was a whole lot of fun there. So the volleyball team will be in session for their final game of the regular season on November 4th. That's a Saturday in New Orleans against Loyola on the fourth level of that parking garage that they play in with a gym on top. It's very cool. I hope you get to go down there sometime, Josh. Uh, But that's volleyball. Elsewhere on the schedule this week for William Carey, you have all kinds of basketball action going on. As the Sun SSAC Challenge is going on, they'll face uh, Florida Memorial on Thursday, and then Friday they'll have Coastal Georgia. Also, women play against Ave Maria on Thursday, and then St. Thomas Friday. Josh, quickly, it happens every week, Crusader of the Week, before we go. Uh, I've got to go Keevan McConnell. Keevan, as uh, Coach Farrell calls him. Keevan McConnell. Tremendous, tremendous for Keevan. It's a good week for him and a good week all around for the Crusaders. Great jobs all the way around. Also, don't want to forget, soccer, be out there Thursday afternoon, 1.30 for the women's match between Middle Georgia State and the Crusaders, and then to follow the men's match between William Carey and UT Southern. That's going to do it for us. Until next time, he's Josh West, as well as Will Tony. I'm Caleb Hamill. Until next time, good night, God bless, and go Saders. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.